Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. The winners are the, the people with the most stories. One of the great things about traveling is the people that you meet. I've slept in bus stations, like yeah. I've slept on people's floors. And it's already on fire, and then there's just a gigantic, huge explosion, like out of a Hollywood movie. It's not right or wrong, it's just different. We hired like 10 Chinese prostitutes to come be our audience. We were kidnapped by nuns in Puerto Rico. <laughs> not a good idea to be high when you're packing. You forget a lot of stuff. I got swine flu. By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Travel Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Siegel. Thanks for listening. My guest today is Vera and Cam Camarena. Before we meet them, I have a few announcements. Our website is TravelTalesPodcast.com. Go there and see photos of our guests, see stories that I've written, stories that some of the guests have written. You can see links to their social media. You can see links to our social media. And that is, of course, Travel Tales Podcast on Instagram, Travel Tales Pod on Twitter. There's a link to our Facebook page. And there are links to Apple Podcasts and Stitcher Radio, where you can subscribe to this show for free. And I ask, as always, if you're on those platforms, to please give us a good rating. That helps more people find the show, because that boosts our presence there. And that's a nice thing for you to do, and I'd appreciate it. You think you'll be good for the show? You know other people that might be good for the show? Well, by all means, write me at TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. That's TravelTalesPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, let's talk about Vera and Cam. If you want to say her name in the American way, it would be Vera. But I like the way she says it, Vera. Vera is Portuguese. And I met her through friend of the show and friend of mine, Jeanette Seha. And Jeanette is great because she introduces me to so many cool people. She's a great friend and facilitator in that way. So Jeanette and Vera met at an event. Vera and her husband Cam live in New York, in Brooklyn. Vera worked in fashion and in the furniture business, and Cam is a photographer, and they met, fell in love, got married, and now they bought a piece of property in Portugal and are turning it into a hotel-slash-resort-slash-wellness retreat, and they're all in. They're going to leave New York and make a go of it in Portugal. And if you've been listening to the show, you know that I love Portugal. Been to Lisbon a couple times, went down to the Algarve Coast two years ago. Big fan of Portugal, and a lot of other people are too, at least Lisbon, because it's a city that's really growing over the last 10 years or so, even the last five years. Portugal's been uh, found out, at least by Americans. Europeans have known about it for a while. It's a lot of what we all love about Southern Europe in terms of uh, wonderful weather and great food and great wine, but it's more affordable than, say, uh, France or uh, Italy and Spain. And for Americans, at least, it's a shorter flight. So that's a big deal, too. It's appealing in a lot of ways. And the more they talked about the place that they're uh, moving to and their property, the better it sounded. So in December, Vera and Cam were in L.A. working, and I had them stop by to sit down for a chat. And that's what you're going to hear right now. So let's talk Portugal, shall we? With the very lovely and very cool couple, Vera and Cam Camarena. Enjoy. You're a photographer or I work as a videographer mostly? Or just... I work as a still photographer. Okay. In, out in New York, yeah. Okay. And Vera? And I've been working in corporate life in the past 20 years uh, in fashion and in the past 10 years in furniture design. Cool. 
And you can tell from uh, Vera's accent, you're from uh, Alabama, right? <laughs> Almost, <laughs> near. Close, close. It's Mississippi. It's so obvious. Um, okay, you're obviously, you're from Portugal. Yeah, born and raised in Porto, in the north of Portugal. Which I heard is very lovely. Uh, yeah, it's been changing a lot, but uh, it's nice. It still have like kind of a small town charm. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, Yeah. Did you, you lived in New York for how long? Five years. Five so, years. Yeah. Okay. So after Porto, I lived five years in Florence, then five years in Sao Paulo, Brazil, wow. and the past five years in New York. Yeah. This is I, the greatest I've been life. lucky. What were you doing in all those countries? Um, were you a drug mule? <laughs> <laughs> Sounding very always suspicious. Like, you were a spy. Always like a mix <laughs> of work and usually it was associated to love as well. And, mm-hmm. you know, these opportunities came into my life and. I would just go every time. Just like, if this opportunity is here, like, I should just take it and, and go. Well, were you in the uh, fashion industry? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. We start working on textiles. There was a strong textile industry in the late 90s in Portugal. And that's how, like, from textiles, I went to Italy and then uh, start working in fashion. And then when I moved to Brazil, there was really not a fashion industry. And I started working in uh, furniture, which is also creative and fun. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was doing that until last month. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So did you two meet on a set? Or like... No. Yeah, the set was called Tinder. <laughs> oh. Okay. Well, it just seems like fashion, photographer, maybe you'd meet, like, you know. No. Was it really Tinder? Yes. Oh. It works. It does. You're the I, biggest I've never Tinder done the supporters. Tinder thing, but I've heard just like, just, you talk to enough people, you just hear all the bad stories. But yeah. I know there's good, there's obviously you got to play stories. the numbers, I yeah. guess. Yeah, it yeah, is, right? It's like... 1,000 horror stories. <laughs> How long have you been married? One just year. Just over a year. Yeah. Oh, wow. Very yeah. October was our one-year yeah. anniversary. Okay. Um, so I should tell people, we met through Jeanette. Yeah. Who, you know, who's Jeanette so Seha, nice. who's yeah. wonderful. And she's Hi, introduced Jeanette. me to so many cool people. Um, but you have started a, uh, you bought property in Portugal. And you're, it's going, it is a, what, a wellness retreat? Is that how you're? How are you selling this? Give me the elevator pitch of, <laughs> of your property. So we, we bought this property that was already working like, uh, how is it called in Portugal, like a rural tourism. So it's a property, nine acres, beautiful property in the countryside, 15 minutes driving from the beach. And uh, as in our first Tinder date, actually, we had this conversation like, <laughs> oh, one day we'd like to just surf, live by the beach, run a little hotel. I think that sounds cliche and everyone says that, right? <laughs> but uh, dream. it worked. <laughs> yeah, hey. Actually, last year we found this property on a surf trip in Portugal and it was an amazing opportunity. And we just said, like, like this is this is it. I already do it, already never happened. And the idea was to run it as an hotel, but then we saw the potential of the property and also like with, with the background on business that I have, I was like, maybe I'll just get bored running it as an hotel. <laughs> uh, and we're really investing on hosting retreats. So like wellness, fitness, corporate retreats, like there's this beautiful property immersed in the nature. There's all kinds of sports that you can do. You can surf, you can climb, you can hike. So getting you out of your comfort zone is like what we want to do. To, for people to have while they're there, while exploring like the cuisine, like the, the, the traditional gastronomy and wine, because it's a beautiful wine region as well. So yes. that's an important part. Sounds of it. amazing. And the pictures look great. And well, 
You have a professional photographer. Thank that you. helps to uh, build a nice website. Um, what's the website so people know where to look? It's quintacamarena.com. Okay. This, we'll have a link to it on um, traveltalespodcast.com next to this story. Um, Cam, what was your experience with Portugal before you two met? Have you been? It was zero, actually. I had never been. You know, <laughs> really? Uh, uh, Where'd not- you grow up? I grew up in Los Angeles. Oh, an actual native. Born and raised in L.A. Wow. Okay. Uh, and then I moved around. Went from L.A. to San Francisco, where I went to school, and then lived in Buenos Aires, and then ended up in New York in 99, 20 years ago, I guess. Wow. And had been there um, doing my thing uh, <laughs> and, and, until I met Veda. And not long after that first Tinder date, we started doing surf uh, trips. So we went to like... Where do we go? Panama, Barbados. Barbados. Oh, that sounds that was nice. A beautiful trip. And until Vera was like, you know, Portugal has some great surf, so we, let's go. And uh, that's how we got there. And, and my my first experience there was was lovely. Like people are lovely. The food is great. It, it's rich history. It, it, so I, there's I a really lot of it as a native. There's a lot of it very California like, kind of like weather wise and and terrain wise. Absolutely, it? I feel very at home there. Yeah, I bet it, it's it's rolling brown hills, beautiful beaches. The the climate's similar. So uh, lazy surfers hanging out. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, flip fitness, wellness, <laughs> wine. Uh, how is this? Are you a good surfer? I'm a bad. I'm a terrible surfer. Um, um, I used to be a much better surfer. Okay. Um, I mean, I can get up and I can ride a wave, and I, I, I do all right. It's um, good. It's good. <laughs> how is the surf there in Portugal compared to like California? Colder. Well, it's even colder than this. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's but uh, but the waves are great. It, it's it's really good. Uh, the one nice thing you can find there is that you can find different breaks all up and down the coast of of Portugal. There's steep pitches that uh you know you can fast waves there's slow mushy waves so you can you can find what's what's right for you so uh your property how far from uh lisbon is it it's about two hours south of lisbon okay so you fly into the airport go across the bridge and it's a really nice easy two hour drive south um and as Vera said about 15 minutes inland from from the coast okay are there trains and buses that go there as well yes okay there are yeah there's a nice easy bus all right Funny enough, easy, getting around Portugal is, is very easy. So. It, no, no, I took, a, uh, I took the bus from uh, Lisbon to the Algarve, which is pretty yeah. easy. It was about three hours, yeah. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Pretty simple. Riding one road down to Albufeira, where I got to see a lot of sweaty, sun, sunburned Brits yeah. getting drunk. On the- <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Algarve. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay, but the, this seems like why your property is nicer because you get away from all that, right? It's not, this is an area that's not really on the tourist map, is it? Right. It's, it's, we like to say that it's kind of like uh, in the middle of nowhere, but in the middle of everything. <laughs> right. So you can get to Lisbon, you can get the Algarve, you can get to the beach, you can get to Spain re- really quickly. But when you're on our property, you kind of feel like you're secluded from everything else and surrounded by trees and nature and alone. And is it, is it a protected, all that uh, coast area, it's in a protected uh, natural park area, so there's no construction allowed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's in the middle of a famous hiking trail. Actually, actually, there are free hiking trails that converge, and you have the historical path, you have the, what they call the fisherman's path that is by <laughs> the coast, and it all pass in our property. 
So are you focusing more in terms of getting Americans there or it's going to be more Europeans or what do you think it's going to be? Uh, we want both. Well, sure. <laughs> we want, I mean, obviously want, in terms of closeness, I'm sure friend. Europeans will be yeah, there. Yeah, but you know, like it's such a short uh, flight from New York. It's a six hours flight. Yeah, I know. And it's like coming here. It's like, yeah. com- it's like coming to California. <laughs> and actually there are direct flights from San Francisco now. Mm-hmm. And uh, even from LA, you probably can to a connection in, in uh, New York. Uh, we have a lot of connections here in the US. So of course, like we're, we're investing in this market and we feel like people don't know about Portugal. They think about Europe and everyone wants to go to France, to Italy and Portugal is much newer and uh, I, I believe exciting. At the same exciting. time, much older. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're the older nation actually, one of the oldest nations in, in Europe. Uh, so definitely, like, we're talking a lot, like, with Americans, uh, also Europeans and Brazilians, because I, I've lived a long, uh, five years in Brazil. Uh, a little farther the, flight. There's the same Brazil. language. Right. I, I, have, I love Brazilians. I have so many Brazilian friends. Oh, sure. And, uh, uh, yeah, we're counting with them as well. It's, yeah. It's, it's their location where they can go and be in Europe and still And still speak. Yeah. yeah. And, and feel, a, feel at no, home. No, it's not a small thing. You know, the French, they're notorious. They like to go where they can speak French. So yeah. you'll go to Tahiti and it's nothing but yeah. French people. Or I was in St. Bart's once on a cruise. And oh, yeah. You get off and it's like there's direct, like two direct flights a day from Paris and they all just run off and immediately start smoking. <laughs> Can't wait to get off that long flight and they're immediately outside just puffing. <laughs> Yeah, thank God. Mon Dieu. Uh, so, uh, have any of you ever worked in um, hospitality before? Do you know what you're in for in dealing with hotel guests? I've worked, uh, yes, as, as a waiter and bartender for many years. Too. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah, I think we all have at some point. It's <laughs> yeah. kind of a rite of passage. If you haven't, I think you should. I think yeah. everybody should work for it's, tips, it's, at least in America, at some point. You every know, young bartend, go to jail and go to the hospital. These are yes. things that are like, check, 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 you got you to gotta do in your life. So I have an idea of, you know, what we're in for. Um, and I think, I think we have a good balance between the two of us with Vera's experience of business. She can run the business and I can get people drunk. Yeah, that's what's... <laughs> Both useful uh, skills. Uh, so, who do you have work uh, helping you with all this? I Better mean, you have family there, don't you? Uh, yeah, I'll say like all our family and friends have a certain specific role in this project of ours because well, we invested all the money in the property, so now we don't have money to pay for consulting. <laughs> so every time hey, we're having dad, dinner with a friend, it's like, yeah. what can you do? How can you help us? We're paying people with IOUs. <laughs> yes. Scrap piece of paper. Do you have handyman cousins or anything? Like somebody uh, yeah, well, we were just planning like to have a big group like in the spring, like to paint the whole property and like just <laughs> drink in the evening right. and go painting again in the morning. How old is the property? It's got to be. I mean, is it old stone, like hundreds of years old? Or is, no, you know, it has probably like twenty years. Is uh, the, the whole city? It's like a very historical city, and you can find like under the old old building, uh, not ours. It's kind of a recent property. Okay, you can find like hundred years uh, trees there. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> What are those little uh, pastries for breakfast? That oh, mm. pastéis de nata. Ah, oh, they're yeah. so good. I right? lived on Yummy. those. I lived on those when I was. There. Are you going to be serving those? Of course. The, okay, good. Well, then <laughs> I'll, I'll have to learn. Then I'll bake them. Well, my mom bakes. Oh, these, really? It's, so, okay, yeah. good. <laughs> so we're counting like with my mom. Like to do, she does like she goes to the trees, gets the fruit, does 
all kinds of jams and right. bakes bread and cakes. Oh, this is great. Can we get those here? Those pe- uh, the piss- you just well, gotta fly her mom over. <laughs> yeah, I know. In Los Angeles, have you found a place that could? I've, n- I've never found those here. Really? In New York, there's there's a lot of them. There's more Portuguese in New York. Yeah. Is there yeah. a Portuguese community out here? In- I, don't I don't know. There's, I mean, For no, sure. not many, not many. I'm in sure New York, is, I, we I have everything here, but still, I mean, it's, it's very it's rare. Far. Specifically in, in Newark, New Jersey. New Jersey, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. yeah there's, huge. What's the one that's like, is it the railroad district or some kind of like the rail iron district or something? It's all Portuguese? Shame on me. I've in never New Jersey? been there. I have family no, living there. She actually has family there, there and never, never goes never there. there. I hope they're how, not listening. Oh, <laughs> how dare you? You know, like when we're in New York, like we live in Brooklyn, so already going to town, it's so far, like oh, you, you can't yeah, go, no. to, go to New Jersey. Oh, we got to go all the way to Manhattan? <laughs> Cross two uh, rivers. Oh, yeah, I used to live in Brooklyn. I was telling Beta yesterday. I lived in Park Slope for in oh, 96, yeah. 97. So oh, right. I left by, by the time you got there. When it still had a little grit and grind. Yeah. And now, I mean, I went back even three years later after I left. And it was, you know, Brooklyn was Brooklyn. You know, yeah. it's crazy how much it's changed. It's amazing. I lived in uh, Prospect Heights for about eight, nine years. And when I first moved into Vanderbilt, across the street was a little uh, bodega that we could go buy our drugs from. Now it's, <laughs> now it's the cupcake shop. Oh, I remember the good old days you could just go down to the bodega and buy yeah. your drugs. And, I, I, want, oh. I want some beans. That, yeah. was, that was the code. <laughs> Can you say that? <laughs> I remember going to the Lower East Side and that was like yeah. starting to get like kind of hip, you know, it's but amazing. it was still gritty, you know. It was, it was a weird time. I mean, that's, I've, I feel like I've turned into my father a little bit like uh, that's not what it used yeah, to be man, it's all used to be orange groves here <laughs> when i was running these streets <laughs> yeah but uh it's in new york's great it's 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 wonderful um i have a lot of love for it as as does vera but you know like i said 20 years in in the city it's it, ready for a life change yeah and so going from big city to small town cercal do alentejo is going to be quite a culture shock and how's your portuguese no? No follow no. tuto bem. <laughs> no. But I'm learning. She's yes. shaking her head. No. <laughs> yeah. no. But you know, it survives. Like I left him, he, them, I left him alone there like many times yeah. and uh, well, he's still here. <laughs> We're going to come back after a year and you're going to be like totally fluent. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Probably not. And then, and then you want to know what your in-laws are saying about you. Oh, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. But well, my whole my whole idea is I'm going to learn without letting them know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and one day bust them because you know they're they're talking about you right in front of you. Called me that. You what? called me that for years. <laughs> um, so, how big of a property in terms of rooms? How many guests could you accommodate? Uh, so it's a nine acres property. Right now we have we have three different houses besides our own house that is in the property as well. So right now we can accommodate around uh, eighteen people. Uh, and we uh, we already have the project approved to build eight more rooms, like in the other side of the property, in the top of the hill. Those will be only rooms with a private balcony, stunning view. I have to say, Alentej was the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen. So, oh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So we'll pretty soon we'll be able to host uh, thirty-two people, which is the maximum. Uh, so that we keep the intimacy and, and the vibe of, of the place. But we can also have like nicer events, like if you want to do um, a birthday party, a small wedding, uh, all kinds of celebrations and uh, events. Okay. So are, if you say you want uh, like a retreat or something, are you going to have instructors, like say yoga instructors on the site, or are people going to bring their own or trainers 
we'll do both. We're contacting um, all yoga teachers, fitness instructors, coaches that we know, like just to go there. Um, yeah, but I think the idea is to actually have these people bring their group and then we can host them there and whatever their group is, whether it's a yoga or fitness or corporate, uh, small weddings, family get-together, things like that. Bring a group and we can make it happen. And you're going to do the cooking? <laughs> Who's going to cook? She's making jams and uh, bread. For 32 people? And I, will. De nata. I will spare <laughs> yeah. people from that. But we have, uh, we have some local not even chefs, like cooks that are from the village and there's such a, a rich uh, gastronomical tradition in Alentejo. And the idea is like to bring them home and they will cook and people will be able to interact with them. Uh, I think like well, we've all been in too many restaurants. We don't want to have a restaurant. We want to have an experience that the guests will interact talk with the cook. Most of them will not speak English, but I think they will get along. Yeah. Ken doesn't speak Portuguese as well, and it's he gets along. amazing with charades <laughs> yeah, and oh, yeah. signals and hieroglyphics. And, I mean, you, uh, do you at least have uh, some Spanish? Yeah, yeah okay. I, I speak Spanish. You can kind of fake it. So, yes, yeah, so you Spanish can definitely a fake bit. it. And it. What's funny is Portuguese, if you see it written, you can see a lot of Spanish yeah. in there. Phonetically, it's completely yeah. different. It's, you just got to stick a lot of cotton in your mouth. And boom. <laughs> <laughs> it speaks a good Portugal. And Portugal? <laughs> yeah. We call it Spanglish, or uh, when I was in Italy, we did the same thing. We called yeah. it Spitalian. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Throw some Spanish in there, and you kind of get the gist. Um, so does, what does the town think of you coming in how big of a town is this this village it's it's really small three thousand people three thousand people yeah okay and most of them are are elder Uh, it's like most of the younger generations left the 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 little town to go to lisbon or to porto where the the business is or other countries yeah Yeah. or other countries like a lot in in, in, in the last years and but you know like there's this elder community and they they see like they feel lonely and there's not a lot of you there and they have so many interesting stories to tell they start speaking with these people and they've been through the war they've been through hunger for a dictatorship and it's just amazing when we start talking to them and we we hope that our guests will be able like to interact with them and get to know this this community that and just people that have so much to tell yeah how's the economy these days in, in portugal it's getting better. You know, when 2009, when the crisis hit, the United States hit the whole Europe as well. The world. And yeah. The world, yeah. yeah. And uh, when I left, well, I left Europe in 2011, uh, it was really in a dark place. I have many friends that lost their houses, lost their cars, and many companies bankrupt. But this also made people become like more creative and, and really started up like a whole series of uh, entrepreneurships and new creative business and tourism. And that's how tourism started. Uh, so nowadays it's getting better. Actually, I was reading yesterday an interesting article that Lisbon was just considered the best nation for expats. So the salary level in Portugal is still lower than the average in uh, in. Europe, but it is considered by far the best uh, work-life balance. No, it looks beautiful. Um, so I was looking at the at the website, and I, I think of you. It, it's a very romantic thing to run a country in. What are your biggest fears, and what are your biggest hopes? 
in starting this? Usually Vera's first response is bankruptcy <laughs> for her fear. Right. Going bankrupt is her biggest fear. But if anything, you know, maybe you know, the two of you could live in a, in a little place and surf. And yeah, yeah. We could, we could downsize and find a little <laughs> tent on the beach and there's our dream. We go surfing a, every day. Well, you could do that in Venice here. Could, yeah, I got a lot of tents right, right on, the, on the sidewalk out here. <laughs> so, I mean, it, I guess it's a normal fear to be... Uh, I mean, are you, you going to plan to be there full time, like all year round? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Our, 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 we've been spending, you know, weeks and then months at a time over the last year or so. Uh, but eventually making a full time jump over there and, and going full force at this is, uh, is the goal. And Cam, what does your family think of you doing that? They think you're crazy for uh, they've thought I've been crazy since I was eight. <laughs> so, but they're totally on board. They they've already been over there. They were there earlier this year in uh, March and April, and they can't wait to get back. Uh, my brother, my father, and my mother they they're all on board, and they actually want us to build a little house for them. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that hopefully you can rent out when they're not there. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if you guys can afford the rent, but it's, you're welcome. I, I have to say that uh, I thought everyone was going to say that we were crazy, leave New York, like leave our careers and go in this adventure when we have no experience in no. this business. But, the, but they're jealous, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think everyone has been extraordinarily supportive, actually, and uh, and and our biggest hope, I think, it's to, to be able to keep uh, creating different experiences and new projects with our friends, like you know, and have activities connected, like to music, to arts, uh, to wellness, to to cooking. Uh, really keep having like a, a cre- creative uh, crowd and, and, yeah, and to, global and crowd. Inspire like, people, yeah, like, and, to help uh, motivate people to do, do their own thing as well. Just kind of we've, we've pushed our chips in on this and, and gone 100% and it's, it's scary and it's frightening, but <laughs> it's exciting as well. And hopefully, uh, as we were saying, we have a good support system around us and it'll, it'll help motivate them to continue to help us and <laughs> do their own thing as well. What about um, social media and in this age of my big fear of any opening any kind of service related business? Not a fear or anything, but I think like it's a blessing and a curse is things like Yelp and yeah. TripAdvisor and all this stuff. And, and people seem to have a lot of power that they think they you know everybody's right. a critic now is, is a jury out on yelp yeah like people like i don't know. know i never use it but i i don't and either even TripAdvisor, i don't use anymore and uh i never really did i don't care what some guy i've never met never thinks of a restaurant i mean yeah you can't really, really trust him anymore no because uh, I mean, you can how buy many those good reviews have you left in your life none uh, right no so the the eight out of ten, and this is great. This is amazing. The service was wonderful. The food was outstanding. The prices are cheap. Sounds like your cousin wrote it. Yeah, and in the end, you still talk to people. It's word of mouth, and your friends. Yes. You take advice from your friends and that kind of thing. And, exactly. Um, and that's that, kind of what we're focused on on this is like just bringing the right kind of people, like-minded people, and word of mouth to kind of build our network and our base and have it have and it grow. You know. So we do have. Uh, Instagram and a Facebook sure, page yeah. because it's kind of mandatory. You, you need that. But um, word of mouth, I think, is our best marketer. Well, let's sell Portugal, the entire country, because I love Portugal. Uh, and aside from the pastries and the wine, um, what, what do people have to eat before they leave Portugal? What must they eat? Little the salted cod? 
Let down. Uh, well, I, I love cod in like 100,000 different ways. I could have cod, salted codfish, bacalhau. Like bacalao, my, yeah. my dad like knows how to do it in 100 different ways. Uh, well, I, I've like the fish is amazing. Like and yeah. having such a, a big coast, like fish, seafood. Um, octopus salad. Oh my Her God. mother makes absolutely hands down the best octopus <laughs> salad I've ever had. In my mm, life. It's so good. Uh, really good. Yeah, that, that's for sure. And um, on our region, and actually we want to grow our own uh, vegetables. We already have our own fruit. So try to eat as like most local as possible. That's one of, of the most important things for us. Uh, so all kind uh, of, of vegetables that, that you found there. But uh, also like there's a big tradition of uh, wild boar on oh, wow. that okay. region. Yes. Um, wild boar. What... Uh, what makes Porto different from Lisbon? Hmm. Oh, it's very different. It's smaller, a little it's smaller. It's very different. It's, it's smaller. Um, people are nice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. People are, uh, you know, like it's more of a small town in every aspect in Porto. Uh, it's more conservative as well. It just started to be touristy right now. And, you know, in Lisbon, you feel like you're in a big city. Like there's different cultures. There's a lot of foreigners. Uh, it's actually a very interesting moment. I was in Lisbon recently for the Web Summit. And it, it's like, it's, it's it can be like London or Paris. More but still having like a bit yeah. more of intimacy. Well, Porto is still kind of close and conservative. I would say like shy. You know, it's all foggy. It's more <laughs> mysterious. Um, downtown of Porto, like it's, it's beautiful. And... I really think like the, the government had done a really good job like in renovating all the old part. I, we couldn't go downtown to Porto when I was in college. Like you could be robbed. Like And nowadays, like you go there at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday and it's full of people drinking in the streets, having fun, a bunch of art exhibitions. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it's two really different experiences. Uh, Lisbon, you are in a multicultural, big capital and in Porto, you're still on a more secluded, intimate, mysterious uh, small town, I would say. You, you should, if you can, like, you should do both. Right. What is the hidden spot in the Algarve that's not loaded with drunken Brits and, you know, <laughs> uh, give us a I secret would say, place? like, in Algarve, you can have paradise and you can have hell. <laughs> uh, I really love Sagres. Sagres oh, yeah, is like yeah. the corner, you know, like, when we've sailed, like, on the 1500 to find other continents. It's kind of a mythical uh, place in our that's in the, the port is right, or the the fort. The, yes, yeah, the yeah, fort okay. is, and there's amazing surf there. There's one of my favorite beaches ever. It's called Praia do Amado. It's called Beloved Beach, uh, and it, it's beautiful. And what's uh, that YouTube video from where the guy surfs the biggest wave? Nazaré. That's a magical place. Okay. I love is that it. North. That's uh, like one hour north of Lisbon. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I thought it's that was a beautiful so town and it's it's it was nothing 20 years ago it was really a fisherman village. It was known because a lot of fishermen would go uh, fishing and die like just swallowed by the waves yeah. <laughs> until some crazy men start uh, yeah, surf surfing yeah, there. Instead of dying. 
And die, uh, maybe. Possibly. Yeah, there's a big possibility yeah. <laughs> of dying. It's a magical place. We were there. Well, I was there for the first time. I was there when I was a kid. And recently we came back like two years ago, last year. And it's a magical place. I, I love it. Uh, besides of the beach and of the surf, like it's still, it has a very rich culture. Uh, there's a beautiful monastery in Alcubasa, which is like 20 minutes drive. Uh, it's full of history. It's, it's really beautiful. So I'm assuming most of your business will probably be in the summer. I'm guessing, yeah. probably. Yeah. What are the temperature like? What's the temperatures in the winter in the Portugal and where you're at? Where we are, it's it's actually kind of similar to California. Okay. Um, I'd say like Central Coast California. Cause you have so it'd be like the 60s and cool 50s nights. at night, something yeah. like that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's 60s, nice. 70s during the day. It's, it sounds it's, nice. It's very pleasant from no snow. April no. to late October. Well, we were there in November and we were like on T-shirts. And last time, last year on New Year's, we were surfing. Uh, in the colder years, like from November to February, March, we hope to do log, uh, some more like corporate retreats, uh, explore the wine, uh, explore the food, the cook classes, uh, workshops, uh, other kinds of activities, but it's it's very mild. It was also one of the reasons that we chose this region and we yeah. stayed away from Porto. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm guessing there's a, is there a big difference between temperatures in the south? Uh, I guess it'd be if it's the size of like California or something, yeah, the northern... Not a big difference, but Porto rains a lot. In the north, it's very oh, okay. humid and windy. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, while in Alentejo, it's like sunny most of the year. Mm-hmm. Okay, now I want to talk about Brazil. <laughs> yeah, I mm. love Brazil. I've only been to Rio and Buzios, <laughs> but Sao Paulo, it seems so intimidating. It's like 25 million people. Why did you choose there instead of Rio? Um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a funny story. Mm-hmm. I had the Brazilian boyfriend at uh, the time. Ah, here we go. <laughs> what? You, uh, what? I never heard this. Cam is uh, shocked. His ears. He just... was living in Spain. I was living. He was living in Mallorca, and I was living in Florence. So it was kind of a dream time because my weekends were spent between Florence and Mallorca. <laughs> oh, this is <laughs> what a life, horrible life. life. Tough. And it was when the crisis hit really bad Europe. This was 2010. And, you know, it was very depressing. Companies were closing. And I was hearing his friends from Brazil coming on vacation and, like, making a ton of money. And companies were booming. It was, like, when Time Cover magazine had, like, the Christ taking off. Oh, right, right, right. And I was like, what are we doing here? Like, let's just go to Brazil. So we decided to... And he was like, no, I don't want to go to Brazil. Like, Sao Paulo is dangerous. Like, I thought... I just thought that I should go to Sao Paulo. <laughs> and uh, I started looking for a job there I found this Italian company that is uh, the company that I was working until recently that was looking to do a startup there so they were looking for an Italian that could speak Portuguese mm-hmm. I was a Portuguese that could speak Italian <laughs> so and in the interview they said so you know Sao Paulo and I said yeah I've been there sometimes I know it very well I had never been in Sao Paulo before <laughs> <laughs> fake it till you make it I like it and uh, I got the job we moved to Sao Paulo and I remember like coming out of the plane getting into the city and Sao Paulo is not a pretty city aesthetically right uh, you know Rio like, is the one in all the pictures Rio is, is the most <laughs> yeah. beautiful city but I remember that I was coming to the city and there's all this traffic and all this pollution and all this smog and I just like this is so ugly 
but I love it. <laughs> and I, I've, I've read something like, uh, I think it was a Brazilian poet that said like, Sao Paulo is the ugliest city you will ever love. And, and it's true. It, I was so quickly well received and welcome uh, and made so many amazing friends. Brazilians are so generous. And Sao Paulo, uh, it has a very interesting art scene. It's a very lively city. It's very difficult. Well, it's like LA in terms of traffic. Like it's very difficult <laughs> to get from one way to the other. Uh, I remember my first appointment for work, I got late 40 minutes because I was stuck in traffic. And I was so embarrassed. And I got into the meeting. I was like, I'm so sorry. And clients looked at me. I was like, you're not late. You're only 30 minutes after <laughs> The time, like that's oh, not Brazilian being late time. in São Paulo. Yeah, right. You're on Brazilian time, so now yeah. you can show up an hour late. Hour. Um, was it? How dangerous was it? I mean, like we hear the stories, you know. Yeah, and uh, I was lucky. Never, nothing ever happened to me. But y you heard horror stories from friends the whole time. You just learn to live on a certain way. You learn to pay very attention, not stop on the red on the red traffic lights at night. Yeah, that, uh, that threw me when my cab driver was driving yeah. right through the red lights. I say, "Are you are you going to stop?" Because no, this is where they rob you if you stop. I yeah. went, "Well, then go ahead." No. <laughs> By all means, keep all, going. All the building of armed guards and you have to pass yeah. like two or three security checks in every single building and office. Uh, that's the saddest part of Brazil. They are such a generous, genuine, lively, happy people. Like yeah. the thing I miss the most in Brazil is you know, like in the summer, which is almost all year round, like at five o'clock people get out of work and just start drinking beer and singing and dancing. And there's like a bateria, like a drum in the middle yeah. of the street. <laughs> and it just improvises these this happenings and these gatherings. And, and this is the dark side of Brazil. And uh, you just learn to live on a certain way. And I've heard it's getting better. So What, is, what impression of the Portuguese do the Brazilians have? Uh, well, they all think that uh, the women have a mustache and are short. And fat. <laughs> <laughs> mustache? Yeah, it's, it's like a myth. <laughs> right. I mean, it's hard to live up to. Yeah, I know. Brazilian women, women, though, I mean, yeah. it's, it's difficult to. Um, yeah. I think Those like, are pretty you know, they, there, I yeah. think it's it's like they recognize and they're connected to this Portuguese heritage because of there course, is a lot yeah. of, of the Portuguese culture there. They're a bit upset with us and they have right to be <laughs> <laughs> because we oh. were not colonization will do that. <laughs> you know? Um and they, they, think they you're kind Go ahead. They kind of make fun with us and think like we're slow and <laughs> not so smart. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did they make fun of your they, accent? They, there's a lot of jokes. You know how many times it happened to me and go to a party like, oh, you're Portuguese? Oh, you know, I had a Portuguese friend and then in the end it's like a silly joke and of a Portuguese course. friend is the dumb one. <laughs> yep. Like a blonde joke yeah. or, uh, you know, fill in your ethnicity yeah. joke. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Sure. Every, like every culture has one. <laughs> yeah. But I was very welcome and very well treated and still today I have such a huge community of Brazilian friends and uh, yeah. I'd say that they are the sexier version of the Portuguese yeah. <laughs> pretty much the sexier version uh, of everyone yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. uh, so is it is there anything you miss about it? Oh, everything. I miss oh, the really? food. I miss the music. I miss the weather. I live what? in New York now. Yeah. <laughs> Did you look at property down there? 
yes, uh, I, I did. And we, I look, I, I researched the whole world. Good surf. It's good surf. It, it's great surf. But, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of those Americans that hears all the horror stories. And I'm like, no, we're yeah. going to get robbed. We're going to get beat up. We're going to get shot. But, but the world hears that about us. You know, they all assume they're going to get shot here now, you know, in America. And, and <clears throat> this is true. And this is how I, I kind of describe New York. I mean, it's, it's one of the safest cities in this, the States now. Uh, yeah, but, per capita. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but you hear, you can, you know. You if all know. you see is the news, yeah, they're going to print the yeah. most sensational stuff. It's funny, when we actually started dating, uh, right when the, was it the World Cup or the, the Olympics, the Olympics was yeah. happening down? Yeah. And she was like, oh, Sao Paulo, you would love it. We should go. It's, it's amazing, all these great things. I'm like, are you kidding me? We're going to get robbed and shot and beat up. And she's like, no, no, it's great, it's great. So I would send her videos of like tourists getting robbed. Of course. And yeah. she would send me videos of beautiful people on the beach yeah. playing you know soccer and, and everything worked and the olympics were a success yeah. and and that's the way that's <laughs> what i love well i mean they lost <laughs> millions of dollars but uh, other than that not financially but it, it, they pulled it off basically. We, what struck yeah. me in brazil is like how creative they are because the the corruption is so in depth in in the in the society yeah. and everything it's difficult it's so bureaucratic a bit because of like portuguese heritage but everything it's difficult <laughs> oh, don't get us started on the bureaucracy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everything is difficult but there's always a way and as everything is so tough when they have a plan and even in business if you have a business plan it never goes accordingly mm. as you forecasted so they're so good at improvising and finding alternative ways and in the end everything works so it's like everything is difficult but there's always a way and I love that about them <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, Mexico suffers from the same thing. You know, I've, I've been to Mexico a lot. You know, I go there all the time, mm -hmm. either for work or whatever. And I just worked in Mazatlan last week, and people were going, oh, don't you, did you feel safe? I'm going, yeah, it, yeah if, as long as you don't hang out in the, where the cartels are, I mean, yeah, you'll be fine. You know, so Mexico, I feel bad for them. And so much of it is safe and great. And, and yeah. they have, you know, but Americans see the news, and they're like, oh, there's, you think there would be shootouts on every street corner no it's not that way i mean culiacan or something yeah i mean you don't go there and, yeah, you're not and, and make Juarez. and hang out with you know cartels don't don't do that yeah but I, uh, most places if you're like in a beach resort you're fine and a lot of places like it has to do with how you handle yourself how you of course yourself. you have you, to have you street smarts and, with yeah. a target on your back and sure. you're gonna get nailed your expensive camera around your neck and everything like that yeah, you know you're a target and it's like, you know, we take little things for granted here, say even going to a, a coffee shop with your, mm -hmm. with your laptop, you know, and like in Brazil, you wouldn't think of no. doing No, you would that. not <laughs> do that. And people would go, oh, that's a nice laptop. I think I'll uh, follow you out of the, yeah, it's not going to happen. But you learn, you learn the stuff. There's no perfect place. I have learned that. You know, there is no one perfect place in the world. I'm wondering what it's going to be in Cercado do Alentejo. What, what do I have to worry about there? The a mule kicking you? The 97-year-old man like, <laughs> grabbing my, my wallet? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe, maybe the sheep will rob me. I don't know. <laughs> this sounds like a uh, reality show. The two of you going there. and if you, you know, you're in Hollywood. You could pitch this. I tell you what. Like, earlier this year, this... I was there with my family, as I mentioned before. My family here from California. My mother, my brother, my father. Don't speak a lick of Portuguese. I'm there with her parents who don't speak any English, and the only one who speaks both languages is not there, and that's, that's Vera. So it's, it's like a Disney show, like meet the in-laws. and That must have been a fun wedding. Where, where, where was the wedding? 
City Hall. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. So you didn't have two families who didn't couldn't speak to one another yeah, facing off? I think we decided to get married like two weeks before. Oh, wow. <laughs> and you wrote to our friends, oh, we're celebrating like this day, but many of them didn't even knew that they were celebrating the fact that we're getting married. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have a, a citizenship? Do you, like, how does this work? If, if you're married, does that make you a Portuguese do you have like a green card equivalent? I, I woke up the next morning with a mustache. That's, that's how Portuguese. No, I actually, we're going through the visa process now. Um, okay. Trying, it's, it's, yeah, you just got to go through the process of getting the visa. And then after three years, we can do citizenship and all that. And mm-hmm. What are you bringing? You bringing a surfboard? You're gonna, you bringing any furniture? Just, You're just, just going just light? Some shorts and, uh, and a flip-flops. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, it's, it's, and a wine glass. It's been an interesting project. Like, uh, well, I've moved off continent every five years. Yeah, <laughs> this is easy for you. And now you're going home. I've, I've reduced the amount of stuff that I have. But Cam has been in New York for twenty years. It's amazing. And he collects stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been an interesting project. Like deciding like what do we need there, what we want yeah. to take, what what do we really need, and. And, you know, when you go through these things, it brings you so many memories that that's, that's an interesting process. It really makes you take inventory of what, yeah, what, what you, you need, need, what you want. And you can get everything there that exactly. you really need if you, if you need it that badly. Or you have to drive to Lisbon two hours to pick it up or whatever. That's the one thing about being in this small town now. There's no like, oh, I, I, I got to go get some you know, butter. It's... <laughs> Is that what you're going to miss? If you think you miss anything, you think it'd be like the convenience or... Delivery. Seamless. I, good good yes. Chinese food. Good Chinese food around the corner. Indian. What are we going to eat yeah, today? Yeah. Portuguese food. Yeah. Oh, more Portuguese food. Good. Mm, let's switch it up a little bit tonight. Let's I have see, Portuguese food. I know. I think I'm such a city person that that's the one thing. It's, it's not a small thing to, to always have variety at your fingertips and right outside your door. You know, I think in a small town life, I would miss that. Not that I couldn't do it. But I think I would miss that. It was like, oh, boy, I, I like good that. Thai food. And they're like, mm, nope, not here, man. What is Thai food? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How do you say oh. that in Portuguese? Comida uh, tailandesa. Yeah, you know, we'll have that when you go to Lisbon. And, right. Uh, Get your big city we'll, we'll life. We'll still bold, you know, like keep like, uh, camps, keep working with this photography activity in Lisbon. And I, I still want to be connected with, with corporate world. I'm starting like really to get involved with all teams about sustainability and woman empowerment and corporate uh, environments. Uh, so we'll still be going to Lisbon uh, quite often and we can get that there, you know. And when we come back to New <laughs> York visiting right away, and uh, <laughs> we will learn maybe to do Thai and Indian food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cook it. Uh, okay, now I'm going to do a speed round of um, either of you have any kind of your worst uh, flights, any horror, horror stories from flying, scary stories, terrible stories. No, I delayed, fall lost luggage. As, I, I, I'm usually asleep before we take off. Oh, you're that guy. So my my oh, you drive is me I, nuts. I can't fall asleep. That's that's my worst flight. Oh man, I, I can't sleep on planes. Ah. Uh, <laughs> you're going to laugh but like I always also fall asleep on planes mm-hmm. but I have yeah. this recurrent dream when I'm flying that I'm flying that the plane is crashing oh like, <laughs> every time I say that's what God. you dream about on the plane <laughs> yes and nowadays I'm so used to it that in my dreams I like I'm crashing but I think I'm not crashing oh here I'm it dreaming. is by this time you know how to fly it <laughs> by this time you would have learned how right. to take it over yeah I, I had some harder stories of when I start traveling on my early 20s like I, I didn't 
travel on my youth because I come from a humble company, a humble family. <laughs> and uh, when I start flying to Asia on my early 20s, uh, I had this amazing job opportunity to explore Asian markets. And I was like 23 and they would send me to Japan and Korea and Shanghai. And I was just not choosing it. Either knew I was always like, I pretend I knew more than I actually did. <laughs> so I remember once arriving to Seoul, I had forgotten like the address of the hotel <laughs> that it was booked for me. <laughs> I didn't knew the currency. I didn't got any local money. And I arrived in this airport at 11 p.m. And I didn't knew where to go. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and they're taking photos of you. You're the tallest woman in Korea. Ooh, look at her. Yeah, like when we're not used to travel, you do like this kind of yeah. mistakes. And now I laugh, but I remember that I was crying in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> so any, uh, any run-ins with police or uh, border agents or soldiers? Uh, well, uh, I've been in the U.S. for three years with a visa, so immigration doesn't make it easier. <laughs> oh, <on> no. <laughs> really? Do you have to renew it every uh, I have to renew it once. I had the visa for two years, and then I have to renew it again nowadays. I, I oh, have now you got married. green card. Yeah. Uh, oh, no. yeah. Well, you know, there's a wall, so <laughs> that's coming. So, God forbid, you're going to fly right over it. So, Mexico writes that check. Yeah, lucky for you. Uh, any, let's say, any food poisonings? Any, what's the craziest thing you ever ate in a different country? Do you ever do the insects in Asia or anything like that? Or no, in Mexico, China? I, I, I thought can't. I was really stretching the boundaries, like eating grasshopper. Like, oh right, chili well, you deep fry anything, you can almost you, you know don't even I mean? know what it it's is. Just like the French, you, you put in enough butter and garlic, you eat <laughs> yeah. a snail, right? <laughs> um, any let's um, hmm. if you could change one thing about uh, New York, what would it be? Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, I don't. Know, I, I mean. Since you're Brooklyn people now, yeah. and you, well, soon to be X, but give us one recommendation in Brooklyn that, that people don't usually go to that you would say, you should see this. I don't know, but Luigi's Pizza on DeKalb is really good. <laughs> Luigi's. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. A slice? You can get a slice of pizza in New York? Absolutely. What? The best one. Ah, everybody's got their own. Every, you know, that's a very New York thing, too, is everybody's yeah. got their favorite their slice. Corner, their, their corner spot. Yeah, uh, right. How is it? Changed in the last. You've lived there for twenty years. Twenty years. It's it's not other side from Brooklyn becoming this thing. Um, it's lost a lot of the kind of the the grit and the grime that you kind of love about New York. Uh, I think Giuliani kind of Disneyfied. Yeah, New York. but it just he Disneyfied Manhattan. You know what I mean? It just kind of like moved out. There's still, there's always going to yeah. be grit and grime in every city. It's well, just now whether Brownsville. Yeah, it just it's you know what it did. It segregated it more. You know what I mean? Without rent control, I, I always say like Manhattan would be just an island of rich people, and it's getting more and more of that. It it's, didn't used to be. Yeah, because those are those are falling off, like rent control, yeah. rent stabilization. And is, when that goes, I mean, then it's going to be nobody can afford. Who's going to gonna live run there. the deli? I mean, <laughs> exactly. It's a real issue. You know, it, it, it is. It loses diversity and everything, and then you get what um, you know. You get foreign money coming in and investing these gigantic multi-million dollar condos and high-rises, but nobody can afford to live well, that's, in that's And they, they, they spend one those, week a, month, a year in them. Yeah, there's a lot of those buildings that uh, are bought by foreign money, and, and they yeah. kind of jacked up the uh, housing market there because... London, same thing. Yeah. Here it's the Chinese money. 
You know, in New York, it's like Europeans, and you know, in Miami, it's the South Americans. They're just parking money here, and but they're not living in it, so it sucks the vibe out of a neighborhood if there's nobody walking around. It does. Know? It does. So we get to see some of that. Is that happening in Portugal? Do you get a lot of foreign investment? Uh, in in Lisbon, it's happening a lot. It's actually yeah. it's becoming a problem. Eight uh, percent uh, of the property last year was bought by foreigners. Ah. Uh, and yeah, that that's not cool. You see, like in Lisbon, a lot of the typical neighborhoods nowadays, all the buildings they were renovated because they were like uh, old and falling apart. They were all renovated, but they're all Airbnb. Yeah. I was there recently in a beautiful building right downtown in Chiado, and the whole building was Airbnb. And that's no fun, right? You want yes. to go to Lisbon. You want to see the real people that that's still living there, and it's getting more and more difficult to for them to afford. Uh, yeah, and yeah. that's that's one of the reasons that where we're going, it's still uh, Alentejo is still very authentic, and it's still very it, it's difficult to buy property, to build. So hopefully, it won't get right. uh, too big. Could people stay one or just one or two nights in your property, or is it more of a long, like? Four or five. I think we have a two night minimum. Yeah. There's a two night minimum. Okay. Yeah, Will it be on Airbnb? It um, is it on is. Airbnb. It is on Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, okay. we, look- we, as we denounce it, we're still right, right. to the problem. Oh, that Airbnb ruining. But you can find us uh, on Airbnb. So people can no, find it on Airbnb. We're not against Airbnb. I think the idea of Airbnb, it's amazing when it was real. Like, uh, I love when I'm traveling somewhere instead of getting in an anonymous hotel, staying somewhere where people actually live and, and understand yeah. by their house and interact with them. Uh, it's also a way of getting connected with the culture. Uh, what is happening nowadays is like people are buying these sterile apartments and just use it as yes. an Airbnb, and that that's so it's becoming an hotel. Yeah, uh, and also in a city, um, finally Los Angeles is starting to crack down on it because it's taking houses off the market. There's such a housing yeah. shortage of affordable housing, and landlords are just keeping it open for Airbnbs and people can't afford to... Yeah, New York is cracking down on that as well. They, they yeah. have now made a law that you can't have an investment property strictly on Airbnb. Like you, you can rent... You can put Airbnb for your own home that you live in. Yeah. Santa Monica did that too. Is that right? Yeah, you, can't, you have to live in it or be on the... Pro- the owner has to be present and right. stuff. So they really crack down on it. Yeah, there's actually campaigns in the subway... Uh, oh yeah to try to out people like hey if you know somebody who's airbnb or using their um but that being said you can't get your property out but in a small town like that there's really not a hotel alternative really i mean if, yeah there's 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 a it's a really necessary Airbnbs kind of thing it's a great a thing small hotels in the area but um i mean when you travel abroad like that and you're going to go all the way to portugal like Vera said you don't want to stay in a sterile hotel you want to get the experience. You want to stay with locals. Not that I'm very local. In Colorado, <laughs> but I want to stay with a nice local California guy. We have and... sheep across the street. <laughs> Are there sheep walking yeah, through the streets? Uh, it's one of my favorite yeah. things is when I wake up in the morning and you hear like the birds and the bell of the sheep. They are like all, all day. It's, it's magical. So if people want to go and book a, like a, a tour uh, over the countryside or something you can set all that up yeah yeah we have we have different activities that we can that we can set up and uh, tours and visits to the wineries uh, and what we really want is to interact with our guests and and 
customize that experience according to to their interests either like more radical sports or the <laughs> wine and food side or or both there's got to be great hikes there too right yeah. oh yeah it's beautiful yeah, that yeah. Looks, from the photos alone it looked like um, there's kilometers and kilometers of like trail you can hike bike motorcycle whatever uh, and it's 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 lovely. And you're already using kilometers, so that's pretty good. You, you've that? already adapted. You know what? I'm, I'm, no I'm, more miles for you, my friend. No, it's going to be all kilometers. Well, you know? You're going to fill your car up with liters. You'll see how it is for me. <laughs> like for five years, that I, live in, I feel I live in a parallel world where I think in centimeters yeah. and feet, kilos. And feet and <laughs> miles. Mathematics are great. Gallons. Uh, we're such a pain in the ass. <laughs> okay, give the name of the website one more time. And... Uh, the part you can spell it for people too. It's quintacamarena.com. That's Q U I N T A Camarena C A M A R E N A dot com. And you're taking reservations right now. Right yeah. now. Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. when are you gonna be there? You're in starting January, you're there full time. Correct. Vera's going in January. I'll be shortly behind her and we're gonna wow. start expanding and developing and welcoming people and this is exciting. Doing, doing, learning Portuguese. Yes. We should have a podcast uh, festival there. at the. I, th- I think it's, it's a must-do. <laughs> I it's love actually, that. We'll just, we'll just have a, a big party. With, with the bell sheep <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> in the background. <laughs> well, and finally, what do you think all this... Uh, I guess this is more to uh, uh, Vera, but you could both answer. All this travel around the world and living in different places, what has it taught you about people and... And the world, and and how you look at people, and how you look at yourself in the world. Uh, I think I was I was so lucky and and so blessed to have the opportunity to travel, both travel for work, live in different places abroad. Uh, every time that you go to a different place that you don't know you're getting out of your comfort zone and you're challenging yourself and you're opening yourself to new opportunities, and it can be scary. Uh, but that's how you grow, and that's how you you get to know new people and you learn. And, and definitely what I got the most for all this traveling was the amazing relationships that I built uh, along uh, along this, this all travelings. And, and I've learned, like, if you're kind and if you're open, uh, people will help you and things will flow naturally and... Uh, Definitely, all this traveling gave me so much, and in terms of relationships, and and that. Fortunately, I'm a big fan of social media because I think it allows you to keep relationships with with people that other side you wouldn't be able to write and and phone call to everyone, and it's a way of of staying connected. Um, so yes, definitely getting out of your comfort zone and going to an unknown place that speaks another language <laughs> uh, that has a totally different culture is the best way for you to, to grow and, and learn. All right. Well, in a year, then I'll talk to Cam and, and see yeah. what he, his answer. And it'll be in fluent Portuguese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think you learn that people aren't, aren't that different actually. You right. Know? We're, you, we're more alike than, than different, I think. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so. no, that's a good thing. I'm, le- I'm looking forward to getting to know a whole new group of people. Yeah. And see how similar they actually are. <laughs> Do you have a, a photo website or anything that you want to plug? Yeah, that is uh, camerinaphoto.com. So okay. It's all, it's, all, it's all people, character, personality-driven portraiture. So Super. if you like people, it's a good place to go and check Ooh, out. Ooh, what if I don't like people? <laughs> then 
then uh, then I'm out of luck. Then go to Portugal. And <laughs> don't speak the language and, <laughs> and watch the sheep go across. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, guys, for doing this. this is, it was great to thanks meet for you. Having Thank us. you.